Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 172. The Tennessee Oilers being one of only four teams to lose to Ryan Leaf 13 to 7 in their first game in Vanderbilt Stadium of Sodes. Bad things seem to happen in Vanderbilt Stadium. So that, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And I could say that, that. B- bad teams happen to the home team in Vanderbilt Stadium, I think we should say. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. Who sent that one in? Uh, that one comes via Eldon English, our Tupper of the Air, at Shrike113 on Twitter. Um, great memory on that one. I remember, I mean, gosh, I don't even think you uh, you were born probably, what, like 10 years after they played their last game at Vanderbilt Stadium. Mm. Um, <laughs> they, I remember... I remember going to those games because my dad was my parents got PSLs right away. And like they if you had PSLs, then you 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 got to like you got season tickets for the Vanderbilt games, basically. And I remember going to a game. At. uh, The day after Christmas, they played the Minnesota Vikings. And a young rookie by the name of Randy Moss was playing. And there was all this buzz about Randy Moss and how he was just tearing up the league as a rookie. And I remember this as a young kid. And sure enough, he he came to Vanderbilt Stadium and absolutely dominated the uh, the Titans. But at that time, at that point, or the Oilers, I should say, at that point, I was a uh, young Austin was still more of a Broncos fan oh. than an Oilers fan. Yeah, beautiful face. I, I mean, you got to think before the Oilers came to town, everyone in Nashville had their rooting interest. Mm-hmm. I chose the Broncos cause I really like their suspenders on their jerseys. And I was like <laughs> enamored by it Orange and, crush. And it helped that they were good. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, and then they, uh, then the Oilers came and I was like, okay, well this will be like my second favorite team. And then the Titans, they switched to the Titans and it was, I was hooked for life. Unfortunately, home sweet home. Oh yeah. yeah. Here we are. What, uh, Almost 30 years later, and uh, I'm hosting a podcast, a weekly podcast about it. Even through the offseason, which many podcasters would tell you is really dumb to do because there's no content. But you know what? Jack and I are here to say nay. Jack and I are here to say, uh, yeah, maybe for the week there's no content. But when you're as good as we are, we will find the content. We will mine it out of the earth for it. And you're probably like, well, yeah, it's probably easy for you guys to find content this week because you've been off for two weeks. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, this is true. Okay, sure, fair. You got us there. Okay, touche, hand raised. But you know what? We're back and we're ready to deliver. What are we going to talk about? Same thing we've been talking about the last like month. DeAndre Hopkins because he still hasn't signed anywhere, and we are on the hook. We're we're waiting. We've got the three three bubbles popping up on the text. And we're just waiting for that text back to waiting to find out. It might be until training camp, which is fine for us because it gives us something to keep talking about hypothetically throughout the off season. But uh, until then, we're going to keep talking about him. Plus, um, I got to fill Jack in on everything he missed. Jack was out of the country 
I'm going to fill him in on everything he missed. And Jack has got a personal Brandon McManus story that he's going to share later on in the pod. But Jack, before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then let me tell you, this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work, hunched over on our desks, typing on our computers. They've got zero gravity chairs to take the pressure off your low back and help you recover faster. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. Everybody needs those eight hours. They'll make sure you're waking up and feeling great every day. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over in that little shopping center by Hillsborough High School. If you're unfamiliar with the area because you don't live in Middle Tennessee, don't worry about it. You can check them out online at stores.relaxaback.com slash Nashville and check out their entire showroom and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is June 28th, 2023, and on the day we are recording this, June 27th, it is actually Will Levis's birthday. Happy birthday, Will Levis. Happy birthday, Will Levis. Happy birthday. I believe he's celebrating at uh, the Bustin' with the Boys Beer Olympics. Is he there? I hope he's not competing. I, no, I saw that. I think I saw him sing the national anthem. <laughs> so it's a significant role. I mean, he's already getting yeah. ready for the big lights and the in you know the big stage. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not confirmed yet. But Taylor Lewan, he's not playing. He's done <laughs> playing, right? He, he's got to be. I mean, he at this point, he's like, I mean, he's not even big enough to play tight end. I mean, like every time I see him, I'm just like. Why would this guy play again? He's at he he's living the the content life, being flown across the country, uh, and having like just ex- having the most incredible experiences. If I'm him, I would never go back to the day to day grind of the NFL. He's made his money, and he's still continuing to make big time dollars. Big time podcast. dollars, yes. Like in, in the ACL thing, two and three years. It's. That's got to be tough on your mental, getting ready and, and, you know, training camp and maybe a new team. All that just sounds kind of like a a, a big hill to climb for him. And I also think that it would kind of hurt his brand a little if he signed elsewhere because, you know, he's. I I don't think any team would want him at this point, right? I mean, like, what has the guy been doing this offseason? Maybe not not at this point, but then, you know, when you're in week 13 and you're signing Dennis or you're trading for Dennis Daly, then the the demand is a little bit higher. Yeah. Look, you never know if if a NFL team at some point in the season is in dire need of a left tackle who knows how to interview Theo Vaughn. Mm -hmm. He's got that. That's a feather in his cap. Yeah. One of many. Yeah, that's your guy to call right there. Terrell Lewan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything, like, let's just say, God forbid, the Titans go down two left tackles. Do they even make that call? Is Lawan football ready? 
That's a I that I mean I, I think he's football ready ish, right? Like give him a month and he's football ready. Yeah, a month's yeah. notice. Yes, I I yes with with Taylor Lewan. Yeah, you give him a month. Assuming his knee is completely healthy, give him a month. He's back. He's back. Right? Maybe I don't know. It's hopefully either we, way. The man is won't have to, Yeah, I was gonna say. To I look. I look. Barring another Dennis Daly, I I think the Titans are good, but there could be other teams uh, out there possibly. Um, also, this is a quick side note. While we're on the subject of Taylor Lewan, is anyone else bothered by his teeth? I haven't paid much attention to his teeth, to be honest. So he got veneers in this offseason, which, again, tells me he's he's pining for that content life. Okay? Dude, nobody I, nobody, I, I, nobody quick, gets veneers if they're continuing to play on the offensive line in the NFL. Will Compton also has veneers, which were, which well, were the only I, option he had, considering yeah, his old set. It was, yeah, it was either that or having the same <laughs> teeth as the shark from Jaws. <laughs> I'm just feeling like today veneers are becoming too popular where people who don't need them are getting them and looking weirder with them. I just am. I get very sidetracked whenever I see Taylor Lewan now, like, like he's munching on a marshmallow, like, uh, like he almost like he has some of those, um, fake Hollywood teeth in, you know, where Mm -hmm. I don't know it, the grin, it's a little too white, a little too creepy for me. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, I guess it's easy to say from us who would literally never spend thirty thousand dollars on a new set of teeth, no matter how <laughs> bad our teeth probably are. <laughs> so I don't know. Just interesting. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll look into it the next time I see him. I'll make sure. Okay. Now, Jack, you have been gone. Uh, you have been out of the country for a while. So, and a lot has happened since you've left, you know, like normally you and I keep up a pretty regularly, uh, pretty regular texting schedule. Um, you and strong I strong like, line, we, strong line of communication. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, you know, granted it's been pretty quiet this Titans off season, other than the Deandre Hopkins visit, which you was when you were last in town. So, but with you out of town, a lot happened. I mean, for one, we had that Titanic sub go yeah. missing. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the five souls were lost. I'd be lying if at some point I didn't think that you were on that trip. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I went think, zero dark 30 on Twitter. Well, uh, and I mean, think about it. Just a bunch of rich white guys uh gathered together on an excursion uh jack where were you actually (laughs) with a bunch of white guys on an excursion (laughs) yeah that i okay i I checked those two boxes you're right about that um yeah so i just left the country for a little bit just you know a little de-stressor down in cabo with the boys okay um kind of a good time to do it since training camp was right around the corner and we were just done with OTAs. So I timed it perfectly. I think I'd never missed a tup before. This was my first tup I missed. I know, which that's the, the Cal Ripken streak is over guys. You know what? Real quick round of applause real quick. Standing ovation. I'm standing up. I'm standing up right now. Uh, I'm standing up clapping for Jack. And the fact that 
That is your first sewed missed. Uh, well done. That it'll, we are 172 in right now. It will be the last one I miss if I have it my way. Damn. But yeah, yeah, had to uh had to get out of the country. My buddy's getting married and uh had to go celebrate that. Couldn't pass that up. But um yeah, so it you, was I mi- I missed some stuff. I was very up to date on the submarine happening. So I from the start I said, why are they trying? That they're so governors. You were not on the sub. No, but like Mr. Beast, I got a text. I got. T- I was okay. offered. Okay, because look, they were only offering millionaires, and obviously right. this podcast well, does well enough. Yeah, BGA grad. Um, <laughs> I assumed. I assumed. You know, look, guy by the name of Jack wants to go to the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. It's fitting. The captain never leaves his ship, Austin. But yeah, that was definitely that. That was crazy. It was kind of like the Titans' offense. Like no matter how many resources you brought in to try and fix it. You're just not going to be able to get to it. Well, I'm glad and, you brought that you know, up. You'd hear cla- you'd hear some banging on the walls every 30 minutes. You, just like you'd probably hear fights in the locker room happening. Maybe people yelling at Todd Downing every 30 minutes, or maybe every half of football that was disastrous, especially in the passing game. Yeah. But but you were just never going to get to the root of the problem. You're never going to have a solution great enough to fix it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Jack, um, because I feel like the story of the Titanic sub, and again, all thoughts and prayers to those lives that we lost. Um, yeah, they were getting flamed everywhere on social media. What it was, was up not, with that? But you know what? If I'm I guess it's easier out, to flame like five like insanely rich white guys, billionaire. Not they weren't even all white. Yeah, guys, right. But it, yeah, just billionaires, filthy rich. Imagine if Jurassic Park happened in real life. Like we would be torching the lawyers and the archaeologists that went to the park and got eaten, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's a that's a billionaire <laughs> strip. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a so billionaire toxic. and you're gonna go on an excursion that no one else can, you gotta be like kind of almost expect to be flamed. Personally, I'm not a billionaire, but even I, I hope that if the way I die, I get absolutely torched on the internet. Cause I think that would be <laughs> I, I want people to get laughter out of the way I go out. <laughs> so like, okay, well now I have to ask, like, do you have anything in mind? I mean, look, I do some pretty wild stuff. No, I don't. I don't do anything wild. Uh, the craziest way I would die would probably be falling into like Lake Michigan in the Kim Mulkey suit. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> doing some like uh doing some bit for cork bats or something i would uh yeah just like trying to do something and like or like doing like a street bit with cork bats and some guy just shanks me <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. like your stand up when you go uh uh when you call lamar jackson a running back maybe something yeah like that. oh my gosh dude that was probably the most that was probably the most dangerous cork bats bit i've ever done was when i went to a bears ravens game and I asked Ravens fans, who's a better running back, Derrick Henry or Lamar Jackson? <laughs> that was your time to go right there. I thought I was going to. Dude, I'm messing with people from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a pretty – look, Baltimore knows what they're doing when it comes time to being, you know, rough around the edges. So, yeah. I I mean, like, if anything, I'm surprised I made it uh, out of there. Uh, okay, I think it was because I was in Chicago. I was in Bears territory is why – the only reason why I did – I could yeah. never pull that off at MNT Bank Stadium parking lot. Yeah, they say Baltimore is just slightly dangerous than Brentwood. So you, at least, you had kind of a, you know, a you you were familiar with the mean streets of Baltimore. Just I believe growing you mean, up in Brentwood. Oh yeah, I believe you mean Brent Hood. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, keep in mind, I went to the public school, not the private school. So, you know, I'm even harder. The, pub, than... the public school was a private school. Come on. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Titanic and uh, in, in terms of the Titans, mm -hmm. because um, this whole sub story felt similar to the end of last season for the Titans, you know? All of a sudden, you know, Titans start to uh, go underwater for a little bit. And you're thinking, okay, they'll be right back up. Just this a happens. quick dip. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the middle of the season. Uh, Titans teams take dips sometimes. They lose maybe two, three in a row. And then they come right back. And then they, you know, and it's fine. And make it to the playoffs and boom. But this one went down and stayed down. And they continued to stay down. And with each passing week or day, you're just thinking, oh, this is getting bad. This is getting serious. We can't find the Titans that we have known and love. And ironically enough, the submarine was named the Titan. Yeah. Is that, is that fitting? That was uh, that, that it, was also destined for failure. Just not not great seeing people talk about a a uh, a missing submarine and hashtagging Titans everywhere. You saw that little. <laughs> You saw the little Titans logo next to the Titans hashtag on all of these Ooh. tweets. And you're like, this is not, this is look, I'm <laughs> it's always my dream to get people to talk about the Titans in the off season. Not like this, but hey, I was no, like DeAndre no. Hopkins signed or something. Not like, not like a missing submarine where five people could be dead. There's no such thing as bad publicity. I, I'm, people say that, but I'm <laughs> but starting to wonder, is there, <laughs> You know, much like the, the the Titan, the submarine, which was controlled by an Xbox controller, the Titans offense was essentially run from Madden plays. I mean, God. Todd Downing just downloaded the Madden playbook and just asked you're, Madden every play. You're giving him too much credit, dude. That was freaking NFL <laughs> blitz playbook right there. <laughs> just running the bomb on third and long because that was the only play you yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bomb. Great time. It uh yeah so anyway needless to say um unfortunately both stories ended in ways that we uh kind of wish were the worst case scenarios and and um unfortunately like yeah it it tough to um bounce back from now the Titans obviously you know will get another shot shot uh the people hopefully this uh, is there's. The only silver lining that you can find on on this sub story is it, they make their submarines better because you're getting all this news now. And maybe it's hindsight is 2020, but you're getting all this news now. We're like, all oh, the subs were built poorly and this was destined to happen. And it's really bad. James Cameron just completely bashing them. And it's like, man, last thing you want is the director of Avatar 2, Way of Water, coming after you. <laughs> I saw him. Haven't just... we? I saw him waving a huge sword about over this thing. Like I knew it from the start. It was not coming back. And I don't know. I, James Cameron. I, I feel like he's too intense for his own good sometimes. Yeah. That's what we call Terminator two judgment day right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, or, 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 or true lies, if you will. It's probably what okay. he was told about the, that sub. Sorry, I'm just going down. I'm going. You're over just your naming movies. You're, you're naming I'm movies naming, I haven't seen, and you know what you're doing. You know, I'm naming James Cameron movies. Yeah, um, it's all right. We'll uh, we'll we'll get you caught up to speed at some. I was hoping that was kind of hoping that's where you were. You just went on like a movie retreat 
with your guy friends for your like whatever bachelor party you were at like you were just you guys were just watching movies all under the same blanket with our toes popping out at the that would be my dream that would be my dream (laughs) i saw funny i saw funny reel the other day of a guy who's like they're waking up from just a crazy bash they're all hung over they're like oh man what happened last night and they uh in this you know they they go to the ring light camera they're watching some chick came over and they're like oh oh okay so some chicks came over cool 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 and the one guy like sent sent the one girl home and they're like oh oh he's why'd you send her home it's like i don't know i don't remember doing that they're like oh and then the girl comes back with two chicks she's like oh she was going to get her friends come (laughs) back in with with two chicks and the two chicks are standing there and they're like oh okay yeah oh man that that's must must have been where we got wild well you know the ladies came over and then the guy yells even harder at both the girls and they both leave. And they're like, you sent them home again. What were you doing? He's like, I don't remember any of this. I don't know. And then it cuts to them in the living room. The security camera footage of them in the living room. Uh, and they're all bundled up on the couch and they're putting on sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, did we, did we just snuggle last night and watch sex in the city? <laughs> I like, see. Yeah, that's that's good. So I saw one clip where uh, something similar happens. They like, oh, I did my taxes last night. What was I? What was I doing? I was, yeah. I was so drunk. Did my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the point of the off season where we're at, where we're just sharing funny TikToks that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Back so, on track. So back on track. Um, I don't even know, remember where we were on track. How did I get to the the, the TikTok? I can't um, remember. You, the, you, we were on a James Cameron thing. James Cameron. Okay. Yeah. James Cameron sub. Okay. We talked about the sub. All right. Let's get into now. Oh, one thing that hasn't changed since you've been gone, Jack. DeAndre Hopkins still hasn't signed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the, um, I, I'll tell you that what. I'm, I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic. Really? but more so optimistic than cautious <laughs> and to the point where if DeAndre Hopkins signs elsewhere, I'm not going to be in a great mood. And I saw today uh, that the Panthers and Browns are quote unquote lurking to potentially sign wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I don't know how, how strong of a term lurk is. Yeah. Really weird adjective to use considering what the Cleveland Browns have going on behind center up there lurking. Yeah. Like, like lurking tells me like, Oh, you're, you know, you're sting in the rafters watching the WCW match below. That's still, you still have a long ways to go. Like, even if you wanted to enter into the ring to join that, the steel cage match or whatever that's going on down there, you still got a ways to go. So lurking, does not feel to me as strong as say a um in talks with or um you know are pursuing the possibility of even will stay in touch with yeah right right mm-hmm. like i yeah. feel like lurking to me is nothing to be worried about yet no i'm with you i'm with you however i'm on the other side of this usually i'm the one with the glass half full out- outlook here you you've kind of taken my spot there and we passed each other like ships ships in the night because when I came back, I saw too too soon, Jack. Too soon. Yeah, true. <laughs> We've passed each other like two submarines underwater. And I came back and I I don't know, I, I didn't feel as good as I did 
when I had left. And really? I've, I've come to the conclusion, and you know, being on a road trip, this analogy kind of came to me. I'm starting to feel like DeAndre Hopkins' visit to the Titans was like a road trip phone call. You know how you got like a four or five hour drive ahead of you and pass yeah. some time. You want to call some old friends. Maybe you haven't talked to in a while. Life happened. Um, you haven't seen them in a bit. They moved away for work. You know, used to be close, like maybe even work together, like Tim Kelly and Mike. Right. And, and right. And like the up. only reason you're actually calling them is just to keep you awake. <laughs> yes. Yes. To, and to pass some time. You've got a long ways to go. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you come to find out, you know, they've got a new friend group. And, and, you know, some of your old group is still with them, like, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got Bill O'Brien in New England. So, you know, they're still hanging out together. They're still going on trips together. But these phone calls all kind of in the same way. They say, let's stay in touch. Okay. But you know what happens with all of these phone calls? Dude, stay in touch is the kiss of death. They never stay in touch. You it never, never stay happens. in touch. It never happens, which is why I'm so worried. Because the Titans were his first visit. They're going to stay in touch, but he's still going on all these trips. The D-Hop tour continues. Yeah. He's going He's going to New England. He may go to Cleveland. He may go to Carolina. And he's going to forget about it all because life continues to happen. Yeah. There was a reason you fell off in the first place, and it's never going to be the same. So that is why I'm worried, and that's why I think D-Hop's visit to the Titans was a road trip phone call. Oh, man. If it's a road trip phone call, we are screwed, okay? We are screwed. I, not, you never want to be the first visit. You never want to be the first visit because he's going to forget about all of the cool things he did. He's going to forget about meeting Tim McGraw backstage at CMA Fest. He's going to he's going to forget about going to the Cumberland Science Museum. Mm-hmm. He's going to forget about uh, going uh, to drinks Printer's in Old Alley. Glory. Yeah. And Printer's Alley. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. The, all the staples of Nashville. I, so, you, you know, on these, on these road trips, you save the best calls for later. Right. Because that's when you really need to stay awake. That's when you really yeah. need someone to grab your attention, something interesting, something you could bite into. But that first call, that first call is just like, a, all right, let me let me make my rounds. Let me do my you know, this is like a courtesy call. Yeah. Were the Titans a courtesy call for D hop? Oh, man, it depends. On, yeah, I think it's a, how they ended it is important. Did they end it with like, we got to do this again sometime? Or mm-hmm. or as you the aforementioned, let's stay in touch. Those are kiss of death. What you got to do is you got to say, you got to put down concrete plans. Mm-hmm. You got to say, those are empty. Let's stay in right. touch. Let's get drinks next time we see each other. I'll come up to you next summer. Those are empty promises. I feel like I am the king of those. I, I will hit people with those. Be like, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, we got to do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure. I don't mean that. I never <laughs> want to see that person again in the rest of my life. Hopefully none I, of your road trip phone calls are listening to this podcast. I look if if anyone's listening to this podcast, that means they are truer Titans fans than we are. Um, and in, in the dead of the off season. So salute to you, to everyone listening. Go ahead and take a moment, pat yourself on the back. Thank you. And then uh, go ahead and, and pat our uh, rate review and subscribe button and uh, leave us five and a half stars. Give us 4.5 stars and in the comment section and then tell uh, say that 0.5 of those stars are going to buck. Um, I, that's funny that now that you said that now I'm starting to have second doubts. Now I'm starting to wonder if, 
I still feel like, okay, like the only contract offers he reportedly has on the table are New England and Nashville. So I still feel like between those two, the Titans are ahead, right? Because the Titans can one, I think, I don't know if I'm wrong, offer more money. Well, I, I feel like both teams could kind of scrape away, you know, and you can pretty much do anything with these contracts nowadays. You can include void years. You can backload it. Like the Titans have a lot of money next offseason, not as much this offseason, to where, you know, you can kind of make ends meet if you have to. And, you know, if, if you want a guy bad enough, you'll make it happen, right? That's yeah. what the Los Angeles Rams have kind of demonstrated over the last few years. Yeah, right, right. So I, I don't know if there's a better offer on the table. I, I, I really think that, I don't know if it'll come down to, you know, the extra $2 million, the extra million. I think it'll come down to where he feels most comfortable and where he feels like he can still produce. But even if that's the case, I still think that the Titans should be ahead of the Patriots, right? Like, I mean, Mac Jones, uh, Bailey Zappi, they were kind of battling out all through the year, all through the season last year. And I know you only got one more year of Tannehill, but at least you have a year of Tannehill. You know, you don't know if you're going to have a year of Mac Jones or a year of Zappi up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good it's a good point. And I but but is that one year of Tannehill enough of a selling point? Like Probably do you want to be in a new quarterback boat in 365 days from now? If it's just New England and the Titans, it might be. But if it's New England, the Titans, Carolina with Bryce Young, uh Cleveland with his old QB Deshaun Watson, then it's probably not. Yeah. Okay. Um I, it's just I, man. I was feeling good. I was honestly feeling good. Now you, now you got me talking. I don't know what to think anymore. DeAndre well, Hopkins, it, it, if you're listening to this, I'm, DeAndre Hopkins, just come. Please. I've still got faith. I've got faith. I want that to be known. But I'm tempering my expectations. Right. I okay. Let's say this. Let's do this uh, hypothetically. DeAndre Hopkins chooses New England. What in the absolute hell did the Tennessee Titans do at wide receiver? They stay put. Do they? They stay put. They, I mean, Why? There's no one else out there. I mean, Jarvis Landry is Jarvis Landry sign. Then you got to go trademark it, right? Let's give up some draft picks or something. I we got to you got to find figure something out. Yeah, let me see if Jar- Jarvis Landry has not signed. So I think Jarvis Landry would be a fine, you know, Ray Glass in case of emergency guy. He's thirty years old. Yeah, but Jarvis and um. Tannehill, don't they have beef from I think days that, in Miami? I, I think that's uh, that's overplayed. I I don't know that they ever did really. I, I'm you know Jarvis Landry's a diva wide receiver, and you know when he was younger, he was in a position to where he could demand just about uh, you know the world, and yeah. it'd be given to him. And if not, he's going to feel slighted. But now at his age, and you know with the last few years not being as productive, I think it's been a humbling couple of seasons for Landry. And you know he's gonna he's gonna have to check his ego at the door no matter where he lands. And Tannehill uh, was fresh off of his college days where he notably was wide receiver. So maybe he was like giving Jarvis Landry some pointers and that rubbed Jarvis the wrong way. Yeah. He's like, Hey, maybe cut this a little quicker here, you know, uh, head towards the boundary. I love just reading into like storylines <laughs> with no basis whatsoever. And... That's the entire off season of content. for you. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, also, the uh, the the Preds completely uh, are are changing direction, keeping with the boat analogies. They are uh, shifting winds, if you will. Um, yeah, 
I know good. that, that we'll, we'll save that for our, our predators up podcast. We but will, just, but, but Barry that, Trotz that will, happened while you were gone. I'm just, I believe me. I saw that Barry Trotz will bring a Stanley cup to Nashville. Mark that down. Wow. Really? Yeah. Strong direction. I saw him speak. Blew me away. Okay. I look, I love Barry Trotz just as much as anyone. And I think he did tremendous success since he left Nashville. Obviously he won a cup. I feel like Barry Trotz. I mean, what what are they going to do in this offseason that's going to make them like not right away? You're saying well, they, just they, they've got, if they use all their draft picks, they'll tie like a record for most draft picks, most selections made in an NHL draft. Is that See, good? That, I'm a five. I'm a five tool guy here. I, I cover all the my. I cover all my bases. I'll, I'll, I, I just see what the what the freaking um, Blackhawks are doing up here with Connor Bedard, and then they they just signed Taylor Hall, and I'm like, oh geez. Yeah, they're why they, they're a ways are, away though. They're are they away. though? They're a ways away. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Anyways, back analysis. to the Titans. Back to the Titan Up podcast. <laughs> the um the uh, <laughs> I did see one thing uh over. While you were gone, Jack, and since we, um, since we're, this is literally this entire episode is just filling Jack in on what he missed. Jack, do you want to be uber depressed? I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would, man. Cause if there's one thing you love when, when you're coming back from a vacation is to just be, just to be just shoveled 10 feet into the ground um, with depression. So yes, depress me, please. Our guy, Warren Sharp at at Sharp football on Twitter. Many of you follow him. Put out a tweet, Twitter thread that single-handedly brought up the feelings that we all had internally over the seven game losing streak last season. The, the, the feeling that we were screaming at the top of our lungs but in a glass, uh, a soundproof telephone booth, just yelling into an abyss, and no one was listening. Just like a submarine, twelve thousand feet under. <laughs> yes, some might say like that. So sharp football tweets. I spend a lot of time objectively researching every team each off season, looking for the good and bad, as open minded as possible. But one thing I will never be talked off is my belief that Todd Downing was. This could go one of two ways. A double agent trying to make life difficult for the Titans. Offense. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> on first downs, Tennessee had the number two highest run rate. Despite defenses stacking the box at the number four highest rate. Okay, so teams are stacking the box more against us on first downs than any other team. But nothing stopped them from running into those loaded boxes. <laughs> Not even the fact that first down passes ranked number three in efficiency. Okay. He says there, and he has he has a he has like a grid, one of those uh, scatter plots. Uh, on this on this tweet there is no reason a team that sits where the titans sit on this graphic should be running the ball at the number two highest rate in the nfl absolutely no uh reason and so the titans sit on the uh lowest quadrant for epa per play on rushes we're getting super like um 
uh, F words pod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with these but no, numbers. keep going because this is interesting. And the uh, upper quadrant on EPA per play on passes. So meaning they threw the ball very well, but uh, did not execute very well on uh, rushing uh, downs. Um, keep in mind, a historically bad offensive line last season. However, historically bad play calling as well, as Warren Sharp is pointing out. He said their first down runs did almost nothing but force them into third downs. Titans had the highest rate of being forced into third down after a first down run in the entire NFL. So meaning when the Titans ran the ball in first down, they were ending up in third downs on those drives more than any team in football. <laughs> cool. Awesome. And he says, but they repeated it over and over and over. And then he, and then Warren Sharp of all people memed us. He memed us, which I mean, rightfully so. This isn't against Warren Sharp. This is against Sir Todd, Todrick Downing. He says, this was literally Tennessee every series the last two years. And it was a beat up dude, you know, saying, stop giving me your toughest battles. <laughs> and then it's, and then it's Jesus just saying, just pass the ball some on first down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was our criticism last year. Mostly was like, why do the Titans have to wait till third down to try and cross the sticks? You know, it, but it's on brand for Todd Downing because he needs at least three shots before he continues his drive. Someone tweeted at and uh, Warren Sharp. Downing was very famously quoted as saying, we need to get to third and manageable rather than third and long. And this tweeter says, didn't it seem to occur to him that the idea that we could just maybe get the first down without needing to go third down. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like for it's most so of last season. Did it's it like, not? That that's it, you're also doing that. You you so you know it's going to fail. And I do think the Titans have taken a more analytical approach to the game it, with some of the moves this off season. But like, you've only got so much of Derrick Henry left. Yet you're yeah. just you're wasting it. And I understand running him a lot, right? That makes sense to to get the ball in the hands of your best player more often than not. You aren't, sure, you'd be you'd be stupid not to, honestly. But do it in a situation that can cater to some success for him. I mean, first and ten, running the football, right? That, like, okay, sometimes maybe as like a surprise. But look at look around the league. Who else is doing that and having success? Even with the best running back in the game, you're struggling. Yeah, you got yeah. it's, ad it's adapt or die. Well, and the sport the sport does not favor running backs very well at all. Obviously, we're seeing that now with uh, Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott still being free agents. Which, hey, two tone blue, two tone blue. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's the it is the the sport is devaluing the position, but Derrick Henry is continuing to prove that he will get you the yardage that you're looking for. He will get you the um the um. Uh, I, I guess the uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it just it's scaling my my brain right now. The, the, the production, like a, yeah, the production. Call it production. He, he will give you the production that you're looking for. But yeah, like you said, Jack, you have to be smart in the way you execute it. Because keep in mind, like the uh, the 2,000 yard rushing season came under Arthur Smith's offense, did not come under Todd Downing's. And now, granted, Derek has you know, was well on his way to 2000 yards before getting injured. And he uh, rushed for 15,000 yards or 1500 yards last season behind a, a porous offensive line. Uh, 
I mean, with so many obstacles in front of him, coming yes. off injury, all of right. that. So, like, if you put him in 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 areas where, like that that are uh, that play to his strengths, and that uh, you know, not just him, and not just crash test dummying him to an offensive line that's not getting any push up front, but like you be strategic about it, like Arthur Smith was, you could very easily repeat a two thousand yard season. But here we are; we just lost two seasons under our belt with dumb play calling and very thick-headed, thick-skulled human beings uh, leading the way. And Mike Vrabel's not not um, immune to this criticism right here. It is it, – it, you get you lose out on two years of, of the – who a guy who still could go down as the best running back of all time Without like, you, you lose two years of his prime just by mismanaging, by running him into the ground and being That's stubborn. It, you know, I, I've got an eighteen-month-old daughter, and she's got the shapes. And sometimes, you know, you put the you put the square peg in the round hole. It's not going to fit, right? But you know, she still keeps trying to force it and force it. It's not going in. Well, part of that is the Huff genetics. It has to be. Well, yeah, she's sure. Half of her brain is mine, and it is a dumb one at that. <laughs> Will be great with movie trivia, though. That's yes, sure. yes, that's her strength. Yeah. Uh, and so I but that's what it that's like Todd Downing using Derrick Henry last year. Oh, well, there's there's certainly a hole there, right? It's a circular hole. I see the hole. So why can this square peg not go through it? And you just keep forcing it and forcing it and forcing it. Now, granted, Derrick Henry's good enough to where he his square peg could fit in. He'll make it fit. Yeah, he'll make it fit. Uh, but <laughs> Not as well as Arthur Smith will, because Arthur Smith will see Derrick Henry's square peg and he will put it in the square hole and it'll work out a lot better to the tune of 2000 yards rushing. So it is. It's just frustrating. And again, I don't like dwelling on the past. We've we've done we've done this with John Robinson. You know, a lot of people love to piss on his grave. I, I don't like pissing on Todd Downing's grave. I just saw this. Warren Sharp tweeted this while you were gone, Jack, and I was incredibly miserable about it. And I wanted to talk about it here on this uh, this medium that we have to talk Titans football. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's the same thing that we've been saying or that we said all throughout the year. Finally, now we just have data to back our claims up, and it, yeah. it's it's reassuring in that sense. But it's also maybe ten times more mind numbing because it was right there readily available for Todd Downing or whoever needed to look at it um, to, to see, you know, what wasn't working compared to what was working around the NFL and yet stuck in their own ways. It's kind of, you know, I mean, it's Mike Vrabel has, there's some fault there as well. I like how you included him because I mean, that's, that's a trait that works for him. Sometimes his stubbornness and his hardheadedness sticking to his guns. Yeah. But on offense, you've got to constantly be evolving. You've got to constantly adapt to what's going on around you. And that's, something the Titans haven't done since Arthur Smith left. Arthur Smith, by the way, in Atlanta, with probably the worst roster in football the last two years, has made it work. I think he's won like 14 games combined, which isn't a ton. But, you know, his ingenuity and his creativity on offense has made that team a whole lot better than they should be, while the Titans, without Arthur Smith, are a whole lot worse than they should be. Yeah. Yeah, and going back to Vrabel's stubbornness, there is times when his stubbornness is good. We are a very hot-headed and, and opinionated fan base. We are very emotional 
and sometimes in a negative way. That level-headedness is something you want leading your franchise. However, when that level-headedness is cannot admit that he's wrong in certain aspects, that's when it sucks. And I'll say this, Mike Vrabel, very rarely wrong. Over the last, what, five years that he's been the head coach? Yeah, like rarely past, wrong. Past the first two seasons, I mean, he had some, you know, some. Well, yeah, the down. first two seasons. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but were, I mean, he's, he's definitely, old. definitely improved. I think he's a top ten head coach in the league. I think yeah. a lot of people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I and I, I think just the uh, since those first two seasons, yeah, you're right. It, but doesn't he have? Doesn't he have top five potential if he just comes yes. around to a certain, you know, certain ideology on offense? I think the he defense has top- is the defense is awesome. Yeah, the defense is it's a well well oiled machine. We yeah. wanted Bowen gone year one. Vrabel said no, and it turned into one of the best defenses in football. But on if, offense, we're stuck in the mud. If he just knew how to hire, if he knew how to hire, I think he would be a top three head coach, possibly. And Tim be, Kelly, Tim Kelly probably factors in majorly in that narrative. Like if Tim yeah. Kelly works, Vrabel, you know, stock goes up. Obviously. I agreed a thousand percent because yeah, he can coach up a defense better than I would say anyone in the NFL since but, Belichick of the Patriots prime. True, true. But, but on the other hand, if it doesn't work, then you've got to be like, well, Vrabel hasn't gone outside the box. He hasn't gone outside his, you know, his, his black book. Yeah. It's been, it's been inside hires and guys he used to work with. So, so Tim Kelly is a major, major variable for Vrabel. I was listening to slow news day the other day with Kevin Clark. Um, it's a ringer podcast and Kevin Clark is very uh, connected within the NFL. And he, um, he said that as a certain GM texted him and said that the, one of the biggest red flags for a coach is anyone unwilling to hire someone who they haven't worked with professionally in the past i agree you're not doing your due diligence he mentioned and i and i thought when he brought this up i was like damn is he is is this like in reference to mike frapel but no they were talking about another coach and kevin clark actually brought up frapel and he said well i think you know frapel's you know frapel's not not included in this um in this discussion but i but it got me thinking like that is exactly mike frapel Rabel does. I don't. I don't even know if he has hired anyone who he hasn't worked with in the past before. Maybe, maybe some minor position coaches, but for the most part, it's been. I mean, Tim Kelly. Um, I think even Todd Downing. They had worked together. Uh, Shane previously. Bowen. Yeah. Shane Bowen. Arthur I mean, like Smith was on staff. Right. Yeah. Promoted from within. Uh. So it's. To me, it's. It's it, it's a what's the uh, TikTok trend right now? A beige flag. It's a beige flag right now. Beige okay? flag, not not totally red. Definitely not green. Yes. Yeah. It's it's is is green the is the opposite of red flag. Yeah, green flag are are like your good characteristics. Oh, for one, for some reason, I thought it was a, a white flag. This like, but I guess that very, that would be surrendering. Yeah. Th- this has been a very like TikTok and meme heavy heavy show for us it's the off season man this is yeah. where we're getting all of our prep work in <laughs> no but i do think that that's a fair criticism of rabel and, and ultimately if tim kelly doesn't work out like let's say the titans have an equally as bad year on offense as they did last year which is almost impossible you get rid of tim kelly after the season and you look around the nfl because look he's running out of options like he's already ran through all the retreads he's already ran through his connections 
unless he yeah. brings Bill O'Brien to Nashville, God forbid. The um, so yeah, I the <laughs> we're 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 not watching football, so we're watching TikTok, which is one of the reasons why it's screen it's time's up, up so much. This podcast. screen time yeah. goes up in the yeah, off season. Screen time goes way up. <laughs> the before we get to Jack's story, um, the USA Today came out with a fan base rankings. Oh no! Put the entire NFL in. 10 tiers okay too many tiers first of all that way too many tiers you're right i i agree with you on that the headline of the article is prepare to be outraged which i think they're directly like i think that that headline is directly written for titans fans well it's, i'm pretty it's sure written for clicks is what it is yeah 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 it is that is an seo type headline right there prepare to be outraged these nfl fan rankings are a disgrace even we admit it. We rank the best and worst fan bases in the NFL. Cleveland Browns fans are the best. No one said these rankings were good. Okay. So tier one, they call them the deer hunters. You got the Browns, Steelers, Packers. I have no, I have no ill will about that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I, I feel like the fact that the Browns still have fans tell me that those people yeah, are the most loyal people that's a in good point. the NFL. And you know, I don't I mean, the really Titans, remember. Titans went through a couple of seasons of Zach Mettenberger and they're like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like we, like all Titans fans went away, myself included and raised. Yeah. I, I pulled for the bears a few years. Um, but anyways, you, you have the chiefs, but I don't really remember what the chiefs fans were like before they were elite. Cause it's been so long. It's been since like, like, I mean, since Mahomes came into the league, they would sell out, Even with Arrow, Smith not, not, not sell out arrowhead, but they would sell arrowhead pretty well. But there was they went through many years. I expect to see them in, in tier two or tier three. Mm -hmm. But they would they would make sure to watch because I went to school with a lot of KC fans while the Chiefs were bad. And they they made sure every Sunday they were watching. Like they're a loyal, loyal fan base, but um, but they did not land in tier one. Tier two, Seahawks, Eagles, Lions, Ravens. Lions, I think, I think they made it to tier two for the same reason that the Browns made it to tier one. You're so bad, but yet you continue to show up. That to me, it's a pretty good fan base. I don't know. I think we're giving Lions fans too much credit, but they've also had so much. Just like uh, they've been terrible. They've been. They, they, you could I argue know. they've been worse than the Browns because at least the Browns got their playoff yeah. game. But it's it's not like they pack stadium. Like those those other three teams in that tier have had a lot of success, and yeah. it's easier to sell out. I don't know that right. the Lions belong there, but I look. I was prepared to be outraged. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. So so far, not outraged. Tier three, the Sonic Boom. Saints, Raiders, 49ers. 49ers. Got to throw the Raiders out at this point. No, see, I no, I I, I see more Raiders than, than 49ers. I well, think 49ers. Uh, it, it's old Raiders. Like, if they were in Oakland, I think they may be tier one. But now yeah. that they're in Vegas, I mean, they should Vegas, be, the, I mean, they should be Vegas, in the back half. Vegas is a damn good sports town, though, as they're proving to us with the yeah, but it's gold a tourist nights. sports town. There's no loyalty there. there there's, well, it's, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all corporate. You could say that about Nashville now. <laughs> no, I, I think Nashville and Vegas is, there's there's a lot different there because like Vegas is corporate. There's a lot of businesses, a lot of business parties that go to these games, and they're in town for a weekend, and none of them really. I, I want to know the season ticket sales in in Las Vegas. That's something we don't have access to, but I'd be interested to look at those numbers. Okay. All right. Uh, tier four. Let's ride. Of course, you got the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Broncos country. 
and the bills. I think the bills could have been a tier one. I will say that the bills, because the bills fans are huge outside of football games. Bills fans are legit respectable. Like, and they're everywhere. They're like the LSU of the NFL. I I was, I was in, uh, I was in Chicago. I was just walking the streets of Chicago literally last weekend. I saw three bills hats and I didn't see any other team. Three bills hats. I different I think people. The, I think the lowest you could have them is in tier two in re- replacing the lions. I agree with that. Well, man, you hate the lions. Jeez. Are you going to push them in front the of lions. a train I just, too? I mean, it's, it's not the lions fans fault that they haven't had anything to show up for, but they, I mean, they aren't packing it to my knowledge. Tier five commanders. Ew. In what decade? Maybe earlier on, but maybe in the seventies. Yeah, tier, but we are on tier five. Um, Bengals, Rams. I don't know where the Rams one is coming from. I think the Rams are kind of solid in LA because the Chargers have no fans. The Rams took are, them. Yeah, but are they though? So who's the other team? I had a gripe. I had a gripe. Bengals. 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 Are Bengals fans that good? Bengals fans are good when they are good. Bengals, but, they're like Reds not... fans. They're like Reds fans. It's yeah. like, like it, Cincinnati is a... Well, and you could say this about literally any sports town. Look at, I mean, freaking St. Louis. The Cardinals are have not filling out Bush, and they they suck this year. But the Bengals, like Cincinnati, when Cincinnati sports are popping, that is one of the best sports towns in America because they're they just they're passionate, they are diehard. But when they suck, yeah, that place is empty. The I feel like the Bengals, Paul the Brown B- Stadium is 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 a ghost town. The Bengals and the Titans should be on a similar level, in my opinion. I think that's a great take, honestly. I do. I like that take a lot. Tier six. Buccaneers, Panthers, and Colts. Okay. Now Colts the, pa- the Colts, the one it's a one sentence for the Colts. Loud stadium, but fans are a tad front runnery. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I mean, look, yeah, you're gonna probably boo Andrew true. Luck when he retires. There's no reason the Carolina Panthers should be ahead of the Titans. I agree with that too. That, because I would say I would say that's a similar fan base to the Titans. I, dude, right? the, the Panthers fan base sucks. I, they well, suck because the they suck. suck. But you know, when they're making the run to the Super Bowl, Panthers fans were coming out of the woodwork. I think that's a. I think they're very similar to Titans fans. Uh, I, I see a lot of similarities there. The Titans haven't been as bad as the Panthers have been. They, I bet the Titans no. have sold more tickets than the Panthers in the last decade. Probably, but you got it. I mean, but how many do away team fans? Doesn't it's matter. The destination city. <laughs> Tier seven. Jaguars. Son of a bitch. Bears. Dolphins. <laughs> Titans. Oh my God. The Dolphins were in the same bracket as the Dolphins. So Jaguar says, admittedly, should be higher. When I worked in Jacksonville, found them to be some of the best fans in the league, but can't have a pool or sauna, whatever the hell that is in the stadium. That's not cool at all. Pools and saunas should only be inside my house. Um, <laughs> weird excerpt there. That is a weird expert. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you thought that. So, weird because I, I was. The Bears uh, fan base has been a little sleepy lately. Yeah, you think? But is waking up because of the electricity of quarterback Justin Fields. That Bears is a fan base that I think can jump to those top three tiers. I, I was about to say it is top three potential. If they if they get good. Uh, they Bears fans have put up with a lot of shit. 
over the last decade plus even they haven't had a four three thousand yard passer in they're their like the warren sharp meme it's why are you keep giving history. me your toughest battles <laughs> yes right exactly. just just find a quarterback i feel bad for the bear because the, the bears the bears feel like what the titans were until they got i'd say mariota until they got mariota until they figured out that quarterback but justin fields feels like that mariota for them like the guy that's like can take them, yeah, can but there's start to get them to those winning ways. There's something underlying, just like there was with Mariota, that you're not fully confident in, right? You're not yeah, willing yeah, to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not willing to push all your chips to the middle of the table, you're right. not all in, which is kind of how I feel about Justin Fields. Like, I'm not that's really, what I'm saying, like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Okay. They're, they're similar, and that's it, yeah. They just and then the Bears need their Ryan Tannehill to get them to an NFC championship, exactly, exactly. Maybe, uh, they'll, maybe they'll have a chance at him. The excerpt for the Titans, and this is so, as much as I hate to admit it, look, I love Titans fans. I love being a Titans fan. But I'm also self-aware enough to where I agree with this excerpt. And the excerpt reads, meh. Damn it. That's it? Oh, damn. Just, I, I think it's one of those things where, look, if Titans can get back to winning consistently, the Titans fans can turn some heads. I think I, I am so that Bengals playoff game, that stadium was so loud. And that was, it gave you your, that Bengals playoff game gave us glimpses of old Adelphia. Coliseum. There's also so much recency bias in this. It feels like, Oh, for sure. The Jaguars would not be on this list mm-hmm. this high on this list. Had they not have just made it to the playoffs and Titans fans. Again, we've said it kind of all off season. Be prepared. This is going to be the season of Jaguars. You're going to get, the Jaguars are going to get so much love and so much praise and so much attention. And it's going to kind of irk you as a Titans fan, but don't sweat it. Okay. This is, this is right where you want to be as a Titans fan, where there's no expectation and the Titans can just go in and freaking steal the ship like a freaking pirate it's, of the Caribbean. It's just like how the Colts were, the you know, exactly leading up to 2020, the, except that the Jaguars fan base just takes less showers. <laughs> Damn it, Jack. That was, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, all right, round us out with the last few. The the Colts, the Colts will get more uh praise than the Titans do. The Titans will like I saw one one uh thing that had predicted the Titans being in the last place uh in the AFC South. Yeah, but that's just that's just you're gonna get a lame. lot of that. That's just lame. just be prepared, just be mentally prepared. Don't and then don't embarrass us on the internet um when you go to defend it. Tier eight, Tom Foolery. This is Patriots. When Brady left, he took a lot of fan energy with him. I I agree with that actually. Well, now, they're they're pretty strong though. I mean, Boston sports fans are pretty strong. Yeah, but it uh, I I feel like they should be ahead of Miami. In my once opinion. Brady left, I think they kind of knew. Oh, like this is like this is like Clark Kent whenever he's around. This is this is the time to go in all in on the Bruins and yeah, Celtics. lost yeah. lost his powers. Right, exactly. Falcons, Chargers, Vikings. Vikings, really? Yeah, They've got a good fan base. Yeah, I don't agree with the Vikings. It, uh, his reasoning is that horn is cheesy. I feel like this is like the point in the article where he just kind of he he's just like, runs Damn. out of stuff to say. He's like, 32 teams is a lot of teams. Yeah. I've got a lot more to write. Uh, this was a lot more than I thought it would be. I'm just going to start just giving one sentence uh, reasons for the rest of these. The horn is fire also. Tier 9, Cowboys and Cardinals and Jets. 
appropriately rated. I agree with that. Tier 10, the final tier, the final front tier. Texans. <laughs> Has anyone seen a Texans fan out of their natural habitat? No, <laughs> me neither. That's funny. That's I, I agree with that. Uh, Giants, only Cowboys fans are bigger front runners. And rounding out the end, the Kansas City Chiefs. I was about to say, we hadn't heard the Chiefs. They're the last tier, huh? What's, and this what's guy the, just says, I know this guy says. just says the tomahawk chop lands you in last place. Oh, disagree. Braves fan here, strong disagree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Braves fan, white dude here, uh, strong disagree. Um, uh, no, I, uh, so yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to deliver that before we get out of here, Jack, it's time for Uncle Jack's story time. Yeah. You ran into someone on your plane. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We need to hear all about it. Well, so I was uh, I, I was in a wedding in Vail before I had two, a couple days in Denver before I went to Cabo. And I stayed with my buddy in Denver and getting on our flight. Um, a couple a couple dudes that look like they um, they play in the NFL kind of rolled by or were professional golfers. They were both very tall and lean. Um, the guy sitting across from us says, oh, my God, that's Brandon McManus. So I look over and it's definitely Brandon McManus. And he rolls up with another guy that looks like he's definitely not a kicker, maybe more of an athlete, um, in a cowboy hat. Turns out to be Cortland Sutton. Okay. So those two were on my flight down to Cabo. I, I love that you recognize Brandon McManus before. I didn't. Cortland I didn't. Sutton. I didn't. Uh, there was a guy sitting across from us that, that found McManus. And then we just pulled up the Broncos roster, looked up for a similar face, decided it was Cortland Sutton. Then we got on the plane and we saw his arm, left arm tattooed with Sutton on it. So it's kind of a. Yeah, that's a dead that, giveaway. That's a dead giveaway, unless it's just a really big Cortland Sutton fan. And I'll be um, honest, I'm 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 a huge Derrick Henry fan, and I don't have his name tattooed anywhere on my body. Yeah, I don't think anybody would mistake you for Derrick Henry, anyways. But <laughs> so we get off the plane, and in Mexico, we are uh, over by baggage claim. I'm wearing my Titans tie dye shirt because, as a Titans fan, when I travel. I like to wear it so that everyone knows that Titans fans can be anywhere. I love, I love getting the Titan up in another city mm -hmm. uh, that is not Nashville. You know, like letting people know, yeah, this is who I rep. And when you travel, it, I, there's no better feeling. I will always rock something Mizzou, something Dodgers, or something Titans whenever I'm on the road. It's the only way you should be traveling. Yeah. Anyways, so we're at baggage claim. My buddy's picking up his golf bags, and we're the only ones there with Brandon McManus by himself. And, you know, I, I remembered that McManus got signed by the Jaguars early this offseason. I'm in my Titans gear, and I say, Brandon, Jags this season, huh? And he says, yeah. And then he points to my shirt. He says, I wanted to come play for y'all. I texted Vrabel, but Vrabel said they weren't willing to spend money on a kicker. You've got to be kidding me. And Brandon McManus, if you remember, was our first two-tone blue. That was how we started the segment. We launched the segment. With Brandon McManus as our very first, first, I, I guess, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, test subject. Yes, he was our guinea pig. But, you know, it's it's frustrating because then I, I was like, yeah, I mean, they just got rid of Randy Bullock. I don't know what their plan is. It's pretty on brand to be in this position again. Um, and then I said, good luck, but not too much luck. And so, uh, you know, it's Brandon McManus was a bucket in Denver. I don't know why the Titans had no interest in him when he went out of his way to text Mike Vrabel. I that but it is what it back, is going back to the stubbornness of Vrabel. 
why I don't, and I, and I feel like, oh man, Vrabel's such a football guy. And I feel like football guys are so like, oh, we can find a kicker anywhere. You know, we don't have to overpay for a kicker. We don't have to pay for a kicker. And I get it to an extent. You don't want to overpay for a kicker, but you have to also like kind of money ball it and figure out, oh, just how many points per game you get from a kicker. How many games are lost by three or less points? It's the NFL. They're all one score ball games. Right. So why you wouldn't put more emphasis on a kicker that is more automatic than one that is not Caleb, Caleb Shudak, perhaps, or just anyone with experience. Right. Like we have been through the ringer and back when it comes to the kicker position. And I felt much better about the Titans, even when the Titans were statistically worse when Rob Baronis was this team's kicker than I do now when not knowing who this team's kicker is. I don't want to hold my breath every time a guy goes out for a field goal. When you have a guy like Justin Tucker, look at the Baltimore Ravens. Look at how much success they have, even like in years, like in their lean years. You don't mean to tell me that Justin Tucker is a large part of that? Hell, he had a 70-yarder. They won a game. They turned a game that should have been an L to Detroit because Justin Tucker is such a good kicker. So why you're not willing to put some money down for that is beyond yeah, me, especially absolutely. with the Titans' lack of success at that position over the last few years and in their most recent playoff game, literally getting eliminated from playoff contention or from the playoffs because of a the other team having an insanely good kicker. Now, granted, he was a rookie and they had drafted him, so they didn't have to pay him much, but you understand my, like where I'm coming from on this. Like just there how are draftable that position kickers. Is. There are draftable kickers. And you know, it, like Adam Vinatieri won the Patriots Super Bowls like by himself. I mean, Tom Brady obviously was good, but, but Vinatieri hit some major kicks up there. But Tom Brady never wins his first without that uh, Vinatieri kick. The tuck rule game. I, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. There's there's a t- and I'm not saying that McManus is like those guys, but it's more of the principle behind this, right? It's but well, McManus was a good when he was cut was probably the best free agent kicker available. I mean, just this is just how I think uh, how I kind of think of kickers. Like Brandon McManus was a starting kicker in fantasy, and maybe that's a toxic way of thinking about kickers, but uh, he. He was a guy you'd want on your because he makes kicks. He makes long yeah, kicks. Yeah, n- never bring that up around Vrabel. I'm sure he would. Not oh, he would up. hate he'd you. Would, he would probably punch me in the face. He'd give you the Koharski stare at very least. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, anyways, I, I just think that that's kind of a naive approach to have to the kicker position, especially after the struggles that the Titans have seen under Vrabel. I but it's it's Vrabel, frustrating. He, he look, he's hard headed. He's stubborn. Sticks to his guns. Hopefully, Caleb Shudak comes through. It's a good name for a kicker, Shudak, but. It's better than uh, uh, what, what's the uh, kicker from Pitt who is now in uh, oh, Chris. Well, I saw Chris Blewett. Chris Blewett. He's now in Canadian football. Mm-hmm. I think I saw him recently. Maybe it was XFL. Maybe it was CFL. But uh, yeah, Chris Blewett. Not exactly the kicker name you'd want. You'd want to have. Yeah, I just um, I look and I I I didn't love them cutting or letting Randy Bullock go. Same. I, Randy Randy I, was steady Eddie. He couldn't hit from 50, but he was steady Eddie. You had to get the ball closer to the goal line for him to be steady Eddie. But um, so, which I, that's the only reason why I understand letting him go because he cost a lot and he couldn't hit from deep. If you've got a guy with a bigger leg, I get it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. The Stonehouse Brett Kern scenario. Yes. Great example. Yeah. 
like you have a guy, oh, okay, he can boot the hell out of the football and he can flip the field for you. If you have a kicker that's, you know, can hit from deep and is as steady as Randy Bullock, sure, yes, that's when you cut him. But if you just cut him just because he costs a lot, I mean, for what he cost and how steady he was, Randy Bullock seemed fitting to me. But granted, a lot worse I options out there. Yeah, and the Titans are pinching pennies this offseason. And for you know sure. what you're you know what you're getting in these vet kickers. Like, there's no learning curve. There's no like, will, you know, is he ready for the big the big stage, the bright lights? Like, there's none of that because he's yeah. been in big moments. He's made kicks in big moments. It's right. It's an interesting strategy. I hope it play, I hope it uh, pays off for the Titans. But you know, it's one that's going to frustrate fans until we get a real answer from Trudak or whoever it is that starts at kicker for the Titans this year. I just look, that's inside sources. That's that's intel you're only getting from the Titan Up podcast. That yeah, straight, is why straight out of Mexico. Running into kickers on international flights is why you subscribe to this podcast because we can give you intel that no other podcast can. Yep. Rabel texted McManus. What can I say? I'm the first on that one. Yeah. Look, yeah. Let sources. The, let the stories commence. Yeah. Please credit Tighten Up Pod. Please credit Tighten Up Pod, please. If anyone else uh goes with this story. You got that, Paul Kaharski? Okay. <laughs> you got that, uh, 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 Broadway Sports Media? You got that? Well, A to Z Sports. I mean, we are under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So naturally, like they. What's they mine is yours. Yes. Yeah. They don't have to credit us because mm -hmm. we are them. Um, <laughs> but anyone else? Yeah. You better, you better damn well credit us. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's right. Teron um, Davenport. Hey, Teron Davenport. Yeah, hey, you better credit us. Hey, check with me. Check with me, TD. Especially Teron Davenport, because we know ESPN has a history. Not crediting people. <laughs> TD's so. the GOAT, though. TD is the GOAT. We love you, TD. I uh, need to get him back on the podcast soon. Uh, all right, Jack. We need to head out. Uh, we have, uh, we have, we like here we went into this podcast being like, yeah, we only have three things to talk about. I think we talked about seven things. Um, so don't tell me that this podcast doesn't go above and beyond for you. But before we get out of here, let's get a word from our friends at BetMGM. Squeezing it in at the end, baby. Enjoy all yeah. of your sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. It's not squeezing it in. It's more of hitting it at the buzzer. Mm -hmm. it's a it, buzzer those, beater yeah those are those are the more entertaining shots anyways yeah for sure uh follow us on instagram and twitter instagram we're at tighten up podcast twitter we're at tighten up pod you can follow jack on twitter at jack a gentry he is back from vacation so ah. expect that content uh, to be flowing uh you can follow me on twitter at austin huff uh my wife is at a work conference right now in nashville Really? And she, and she texted me last night, Jack. And this is what she said. She said. Wait, hold on. I got to find it. She said. Did she follow our plan for D-Hop? Did she do the D-Hop date? She texted me last night at 9.43 p.m. Derek Henry is at this conference. 
No way. What conference was it? And I just texted back, stop. And Man, she if, said, I'll, if, if I'll your wife tr- gets to meet Derrick Henry before you, oh, that would be, that would be a dagger. I, she said, she said, I'll try and find him tomorrow. And then she, and then she texted me, do you know who that is? <laughs> nice. That's nice. That's beautiful. So we'll end things on that joke from my, my wife. <laughs> well done, babe. Well done. She hears you spending hours upon hours back here creating content about Derrick Henry. That's hilarious. That's yeah. Literally Derrick Henry, who's uh signed Jersey is literally right above my head right now on this zoom screen. Um, it says to Austin too, by the way, to Austin. Huh? Wow. That's perfect. That means Derek, Derek's written my name before. That means he knows you. Yeah. He it pretty much. does know you. How can he pretty know much. You? Look, look. Um, all right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Look, off season is long, but we're getting through it together. We're about halfway through this wilderness. A little over 70 days left um, until Titans football is back in our lives. Less than that until training camp starts and even less than that until DeAndre Hopkins hopefully signs as a Tennessee Titan. Fingers crossed on that one. Jack, you got anything for the road? I don't. I don't. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to hear your beautiful voice again, and I'm glad that we get to do this every week. So um, until next week. Hey, Jack. Never let go. Never let go, Jack. Never, ever let go. The Titanic. Every 30 minutes, you'll hear some banging from this podcast. Stop, dude. What? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> My goodness. Follow A to Z Sports and all the socials. With all of that said, until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll 